Hey everyone, I'm Mary Kate and welcome to Women Changing the Game. Join me as I sit down with ambitious, powerful women who are coming off the bench in the sports industry and are changing the game as we know it. Get ready for women in coaching, photography, events, sales, entrepreneurship, and so much more, all in the industry of sports. If you're here to get some amazing advice, stories, and laughs, then stick around. Looking to start your own podcast? If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will also distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can also make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Women Changing the Game. I'm super, super excited to talk with our next guest today. She is a sports journalist, producer and podcast host of After Orange Slices, Turbo Talk host and producer. She is a huge sports TikTok content creator. Check her out on there. And she is also a retired NFL cheerleader and former CBS and NBC reporter. Welcome, Bridget Case. Thank you so much for having me on. I'm so excited. And we're so excited to have you on um, and just have you talk about sports and women in sports. I love what you're doing and how you're using your voice in the industry, um, especially with your podcast and all your TikTok content and your Instagram reels. That's kind of um, where I discovered you on and you using your voice on there. So that's been really cool. But um, how did you you know, get started with your podcast and creating all this content? Where did that start for you? Yeah. um, Well, definitely the the creating content digitally is is still very, very new to me, I would say. So, and it's so exciting because there's so much of this whole space that we've yet to explore despite being on the internet for so long. Mm -hmm. Um, But when I left television about Little, a little over two years ago, um, I, I felt very, very discouraged. I thought, oh, I'm never going to get a job in the industry again um, because I'd, I'd been up for a bunch of different jobs. I had left my last job, finished the contract. You know, it was terrible pay, and I kind of had just outgrown the position. Um, and then I kind of just stopped getting calls, and I realized there was this huge silence, a huge void in, in my heart. And it was because I was missing creating and storytelling. And I just realized, wow, you know what? I, I can either sit here on my butt and at my moving back in with my parents. And because um, I had moved back in with my parents, I can either sit here and sulk and feel bad for myself or leave the industry. Or I can just kind of take a risk, try something new and see how it goes, you know, because I'd failed so much in my career already that I realized, you know, what do I have left to lose? So for me, that was just launching a podcast. And I literally was like, I think it was, it was summer of 2019. So it's not been quite two years. It's about been about a what, year and a half. Uh, and I was just kind of like, screw it. I guess I'll just launch a podcast, which I did not do. And en- I did research, but you know, I had the idea. And then two weeks later, I launched the podcast. And so it was super funny. Like, I was just like, okay, whatever. And I made it happen. But then you know what, it turned into this incredible platform, I started gaining a ton of traction, started making a lot of moves on social media started for me on Instagram. And then I, you know, within the last um, six months have made the major transition over to TikTok and now Twitch. And 
I realized, holy crap, like there is this space where people are only consuming their their news, their stories, their content on their phones or any kind of digital device. You know, no one has cable anymore. And this is coming from somebody that used to talk on TV every night. And I and here's the thing, like I didn't even have cable, you know, I, I we yeah. all stream everything. So um, I don't know if that makes me a hypocrite or not. But anyway, so <laughs> I realized that I was able to, you know, have like this amazing voice for the people that felt like they could never tell their stories. So my podcast episodes first began with um, telling the stories of athletes who had struggled with life off the field, life after sports, you know, and um, because that was something that I was so passionate about. I'm a big mental health advocate and I'm very, very open about my dealings with depression and anxiety my entire life. And, and, you know, overcoming an eating disorder as a professional cheerleader and even in college. And so, um, all of the experiences that I'd had, I would say my past life, but really before (laughs) I full, you know, fully focused on my career as a journalist, I had to kind of like leave that behind because I had to put on this front for whatever news station I was or company I was working at and be, you know, okay, Bridget, the sports anchor at this point, Bridget, the reporter, Bridget, the producer, whatever it was. And I wasn't really able to just be me, you know, and I wasn't able to just let like my personality shine through, you know, you're on a live shot and you only have 30 seconds to maybe a minute to talk to a coach before a game. And half the time they're like, Oh, never mind, Can't do it. And it's incredible. The difference, the difference of my stories now, when I have, you know, an hour and a half to two hours to spend with somebody like Ken Griffey Jr. Or, you know, incredible people that I never would have been able to actually even interview that in depth if I were still working the local news route. So, you know, things are really a a blessing in disguise. And um, that's probably like way more than you needed to know. But that's kind of how it started. And I'm so passionate about saying, you know, like, I might not be on the conventional route right now, but this is something that's working for me. And I'm actually making more of a difference. I'm actually getting to tell the stories that I want to tell. And it's, it's incredible, because I think, so many people in the media industry and just sports in general get so caught up with, okay, this is the station that I'm working. This is the team I'm working with, like the glitz and glamor of letters or, or, you know, or a logo um, that we are too afraid to go out on our own and do something different. And once I started seeing the feedback from just people I had built relationships with on social media, I was like, oh my gosh, like I am doing something really, really freaking cool. Yeah. So I, I'm just going to keep rolling with it. Who knows where it goes, but, um, y- you know, and it's, it's, it's totally, totally wild. There are some really shitty days, oh, sorry, but there are some bad days. <laughs> and then there are some really, really great days where I'm like, I'm so proud of myself because, yeah. you know, I, I struggled a lot Should when be. I was a kid and so it, yeah, it's exciting. And, and who knows where it'll go. Yeah. That's a really cool story. Um, that you kind of switched over and now are loving this side where you can be authentic. And I think a lot of media right now, like TikTok, is showing a more authentic side of people and also podcasts where you can go into depth with real life stories. And Mm -hmm. you talked a lot about using your voice. And that's one thing that I've noticed from you. Um, And also for not only women in sports, also mental health, you kind of touched on. And I want to talk about those two things. I think that you're such a big advocate for women in sports through this content and um, really understand the disadvantages that have been a thing, which we are seeing changes now for both female athletes and females working in sports. And 
I just want to ask you why you think it's important to recognize these things and to make the changes and use your voice like you are and be an advocate and uh, just stand up for these topics. I think we're so good at being loud and just kind of reposting and whether it's a quote or literally reposting what somebody else posted, we're just, we're good at talk. Like women are, are good at being loud, yeah. but we're not always great at being actionable. So that's something that really has bothered we, me when it comes to fighting for equality in uh, a male-dominated industry, no matter what it is, fighting for respect and understanding when it comes to being a professional, being open about mental health struggles, because I've been in that position where, like I said, you know, I wasn't allowed to talk about that stuff, or I would have been questioned for my ability to be able to do my job. And I think like that, that comes with, you know, relieving a stigma and, and there's so many stigmas, whether you're somebody who suffers from mental illness, whether you are a woman and you're in sports, you're in business, whatever it may be, like whether you're a cheerleader, whatever your past is, um, I've always been that person like to fight the stereotypes. And a lot of times I just kind of, when I was younger, I was really, really good about being loud about that stuff. The older I got, the more I felt like my voice was being suppressed. Um, and, and this is a whole nother topic, but it came a lot from honestly, other women who were just kind of like, you know, just be quiet, move along, keep your head down. And that was from, you know, being like my NFL cheerleading squad, even my my cheerleading squad in college, um, I was severely bullied on my college team, severely, severely. Like I have major nightmares a lot of times still about what I went through in college. But honestly, it's those horrible experiences that led me to become stronger and realize, wow, I need to like fight for other people, not just women, but people in general who feel like, they are small and their voice is not being heard. And so I felt more confident and like I could use that voice when I didn't have, when I wasn't tied to a boss, a coach, you know, somebody yeah. anymore. And it is becoming a new, like, I feel like recently within the last couple of years, more athletes are starting to become comfortable with sharing their personal opinions. And and I'll be honest, like some, there is a time and a place. I'm not saying like, you know what I mean? Like I, I do kind of believe there still is a time and a place, you know, yeah. um, because for me, I think sports are something that's supposed to like bring us together. So 100%. I'm very much about that and being clear about that and not wanting to divide anyone, not turning every single conversation into politics. And that's what I hate. And, um, you know, you, you like you're on TikTok. You probably have read my comments. Like there, a lot of times they're awful. Like, and it's just, it's, pretty hilarious um it's crazy but, the tiktok comments yeah, can either the they can either be so supportive or right? just like crazy like younger kids just saying whatever they want oh my gosh <laughs> and like oh oh my gosh the, like the comments are awful but that's kind of what inspires me i i get frustrated a lot of times when guys will be like oh well if you want to survive in this industry you need to just let it go and i'm like i have let it go for way too long my issue, it's, it's not that it hurts my feelings anymore. It's that I'm worried about the next generation of, of young girls who want to do what I'm doing or want to, you know, fight and work in a male dominated industry, but they're afraid because they don't want to face that kind of 
you know, bullying, yeah. honestly. Yeah. And, and so that's really what it is for me. And I, I think forever, I was always kind of like, oh, you know, just ignore the haters, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, honestly, though, any what's going to change if we just kind of ignore and act like we're strong, because it's okay not to be strong every day. And so that's why I am so passionate about using my voice. Like I want to be real and I will be honest with people like, Hey, I'm having a really bad day or whatever. And, um, it's, it's just honestly all about being real. Cause people are so, so sick of watching the talking heads or whatever, everyone being so perfect and freaking millennials. Like I'll hate on my generation because we got so obsessed with making the perfect Instagram feed, the perfect yeah. brand, everything needed to be so perfect. And that kind of like crushed creativity and crushed just our individuality. And, um, still so many people are, are so trapped by that. And I think that's why a lot of, uh, millennials are afraid to get on TikTok because TikTok is more, way more raw and real. Way more. You have to kind of just like throw your inhibitions out the door and be okay with, with showing the real you. And, And that's what I'm very passionate about. Like, combining my professional work storytelling with who I am yeah and you do a very good job at it and um through all these kind of hard topics you stay creative in them making them intriguing and kind of fun like I noticed you talking about women in sports was kind of a hard topic that you made like a fun video about it or mental health making it kind of intriguing and what kind of pushes you and motivates you to stay creative, not just in your videos or just in your work in general? What is there anything specific that keeps you creative and motivated to do these things and, that's a and make great, them intriguing? Yeah, well, that's a great question, just because I'm sure you have felt this way a lot of times. Like there are so many moments, especially when I'm dealing with other things in my life. Like I had a lot of personal stuff happening at the end of last year, and then I've been dealing with this horrible arm injury for the past like three months. And so honestly, like my creativity, I've always been very creative, but my creative juices can kind of go stagnant and stop flowing for a bit. And I used to just sort of push through it because that's what I was used to doing when I worked at a news station. And I was used to having to turn around this many stories a day, you know, get this many highlights of of games in a day, whatever. Um, and what I realized was I was like, you know what? I'm, I'm my own boss. If I'm not feeling up to it right now, then the story's not going to be good. Then I'm going to be sitting here forever with writer's block and feel like I'm not putting out a story that reflects me. And that's kind of how it's been, honestly, for the last like two weeks. Um, I'm, I'm kind of getting, I'm on the mend here, but I, uh, the last couple of weeks, you know, I just was like, I, I cannot, I can't do it. I, I need to just like take a breather. And at first I was really stressed about it because I felt like, man, I'm, I'm missing out on, you know, the opportunity to get out a lot of final four content. And, you know, this is the NCAA tournament, biggest part of the year for college sports often. And, um, and I was like, you know what, you got to let that shit go. Like it's sometimes we're not able to do everything and you need to just take a beat and take care of yourself. And so for me, that's kind of what, rejuvenizes me. And so like last night, then I was like up and I was like, oh my gosh. And I'm, you know, I'm putting in my spreadsheet a billion new ideas of stories that I had. Like, and so for me, it's kind of taking those breaks and that's what helps me find my creativity again. So it's like, it's, it's crazy how, you know, it's kind of the opposite. Like, I'm like, just don't, 
don't worry about it. Don't do it. Yeah. And, um, and also trying my, my goal is to try to create more evergreen content so that subjects constantly, um, intrigue people and they're not just like oh well that's over so you know I don't care about this anymore whatever and that's what I realized was so powerful about when I started podcasting like with my stories and um like telling the stories of of so many people who weren't able to use their voice or or whatever I kind of tried to take that into my creative content online and figure out ways how to sort of transfer that in and so um yeah, it's staying creative, honestly, is is very, very hard. And so you know what, like, I, I just think, if you need a break, take that yeah. break, because you'll come back, um, you know, with better ideas. Definitely. I feel like everybody needs that break to yeah. have a fresh mind. Because if you keep driving yourself mm-hmm. into it, like it just mm-hmm. your creativity is going to go. So yeah, I just feel like also you have, um, you know, great passion about sports and that definitely helps you. When did you was was the moment where you fell in love with sports, where the, whether that was being a cheerleader and being an athlete or working in the industry? Was there a moment where you were like, I want to stay in this industry and I want to work in it and kind of be in it forever? Uh, I, I know it kind of probably sounds cliche, but honestly, like, it's just something I've always wanted to do ever since I was, gosh, probably four years old. You know, I used to point at the TV and say that I wanted to do that. And I just loved like watching sports, consuming sports content was something that was very special in my, in my family. You know, I, from however, like, I don't even remember how old I was when, um, on Saturday mornings, my dad would put me and my little brother in the car, he'd wrap us up in blankets in our jammies and we'd go to the bagel shop and, and get coffees and smoothies. And we'd come back and we'd watch college game day and we'd watch college football all day long. And that was our thing, you know? And it was just like that, like, those are, there are so many happy memories for me with that. And like, um, obviously I'm a diehard Oregon fan now, but I grew up a UCLA fan. And so, you know, watching the Gonzaga, uh, UCLA game this past, what was it this past weekend? Yeah. Whatever, whatever day that was. Yeah. That was the last weekend. Oh gosh. Easter Uh, weekend. COVID is making it like every day blends together. So, um, I never know. I, I I have to, I have to look at my phone like 12 times a day to, I'm like, it's Thursday, right? Um, But so, uh, but anyway, so, you know, just like watching that game that brought me back to, you know, uh, being in high school and, and like, it, it's just, it's crazy, like little things like that. And I'm just like, Oh, am I, you know, and, um, like, I just, you know, there are so many things with sports that can trigger amazing, happy memories with us. And also a lot of, you know, really sucky stuff, but obviously once I went to college and and I went to Oregon and I, you know, cheered in a national championship and the Rose Bowl and Fiesta Bowl, like that really solidified, okay, you know, I actually want to do this because, you know, people change their majors like 700 times. Um, but also I would say like the, the drive behind actually being a journalist came from, uh, I mean, cause of course at first I didn't really understand it. I just knew I wanted to like work in sports and talk to people. And, uh, when I was in elementary school, I can't remember what grade it was. Um, but I like, you got to that point where girls started to like boys. And so everyone would play tag 
on the on the playground and run around. And I was like, ew, I'm not going to chase boys. Like, that's gross, you know? And <laughs> like, I just, you know, want, like, because I loved playing kickball and no one wanted to play kickball anymore. And I was really upset about it. And I was like, fine, if everyone's going to play tag, then I'm going to write about it. And so I started a newspaper and my main sport that I covered was tag. And I this interviewed- This is in elementary school? Yeah, this is in elementary oh school. Oh my gosh. So I, I started this newspaper. Wow. I made all the il- illustrations. I like made copies at the school copier. I did this all by myself. Um, That's crazy. And it was super, super funny. Like I, yeah, I, I remember like putting in <laughs> quotes from my classmates of why they liked playing tag. Wow. And it, so it's just funny. And honestly, like that memory didn't come back to me until maybe about a year and a half ago. And I was like, oh I was my say. gosh, I completely forgot about it. And, um, but yeah, so it's kind of just been something that I always, always wanted to do. I didn't know if it meant that I wanted to, you know, work in, in newspaper or print or if it was TV. I didn't really know that until later on. Right. Um, but what I think is so great about that is like now you're not really in 2021, you don't have to be totally stuck in one yep. one medium. Exactly. You, know? you kind of have to be good at everything because otherwise, yeah. you know, no one's going to want to like our, our, the our, everyone's preference of content and um, medium changes literally like every month. <laughs> Yeah, it's kind of you have to be a master of all trades yeah. in, in the communications field. So I want to talk about being a cheerleader and um, you, which you previously were, for those of you who don't know, for the San Diego Chargers, now the Los Angeles Chargers. But how, how do you feel like being a cheerleader and being in a sport and also you are a cheerleader at Oregon um, has helped you develop into being great at working in sports? Um, what have you taken from that with you? Because I know being a college athlete, you learn a lot of things that kind of carry over into the workforce. Mm-hmm. So what have been specific things that you've taken from that life of being an athlete? Um, well, I'm sure like, you know, this better than anyone. It's definitely weird when you first leave your sport and it's like, you realize, wait, no one's telling me when to exercise. No one's telling me when to do, you know what I mean? X, Y, Z, whatever. It's it's weird. (laughs) It's like, it's so weird. Like, wait, so I can go, wait, I don't have, I don't have to work out today if I don't want to. That was a good feeling for me. I think, (laughs) but it also was a weird feeling too. You're like, Cause you feel like you're doing something wrong. Like yeah. you're like, am I miss? It's kind of like when you're out of college and you're, you're like, wait, I feel like I have homework, but I don't have homework. And, yeah. um, so honestly, I think just like discipline and in general, uh, and I realized that honestly, you know, I, I had tons of friends in college who were not athletes and, um, you know, obviously they had a ton of fun in college, but what I really noticed a lot of time was like their, um, not everyone's, but a lot of people kind of didn't have that consistent discipline and, mm-hmm. and, uh, drive. Like, I, I just think it, you apply that drive and that willingness to win towards anything, you know? And, um, like I was such a competitive kid growing up. I mean, like how many people cry at competitions cause they get second place, you know what I mean? And, um, it's, you know, and I think like, I don't know. I I think it's, it is interesting because different things, like I've definitely changed a lot since I, you know, retired. And I think a lot of it is for the good. Luna, quiet. Sorry. But a lot of it, (laughs) Luna, come here. 
but a lot of it is um a lot of it's for the good but a lot of it was um that I felt like I didn't know how to use my voice and that I was so used to being a part of the team that I wasn't used to like being an individual right so that was the harder part for me to figure out but even just the fact that like you know there there was a lot of there was a lot of good and a lot of bad from the NFL cheerleading world I hope more of it can change you know I I think the the pay there's no reason that you know you they should be able to pay you a full-time salary it's ridiculous you know and it's with how much money they have and um and I think, you know, cheerleaders should be allowed to be individuals a little bit more um, because the players are allowed that. And so getting over that and kind of like forgetting that I wasn't going to get in trouble if I posted something on social media, whatever, like yeah. it, all of those sort of things that I felt like I was living in fear of. So you kind um, of were controlled on social media as a cheerleader? Yeah. Wow. Oh my God. Totally. We weren't allowed yeah. to have our last name anywhere. We weren't allowed to post. I think it's since changed because now social media is like so big that, right. you know, it's like, so it's, it's, it's like some people will go and try out for the team now and they're already influencers. And the word influencer didn't even exist when I was on the team. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, yeah. So I don't think they, so, but they that still- might make it harder now though. And just more, yeah. more, right. I don't know. Yeah. Well, they they want to control your brand and that's the thing like yeah. it's very I get it, but it's very frustrating because you kind of feel like a puppet. And you know, I had a, an amazing coach. I really really did love her a lot and I learned so much from her. Um but just in general, they they control like you. And so that was exhausting. And so finally just like getting to be able to be me and um you know, they, they own your, your look, they own, like, you you can't promote yourself on, on other things. Like, it's just, I don't know, it's a whole thing, but yeah, um, it seems like you've definitely learned a lot on both sides. You've taken the good and the the bad and the bad. Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So you've obviously had great success thus far with your journalism and podcast show. And now you're on Twitch, which I'd love for you to tell us a little bit more about Twitch. Um, but other than after you tell us about Twitch, uh, tell us about what your, also your future goals are. Yeah. So, um, I got on Twitch myself pretty recently. It was probably like February, um, and have built this live show and I took a huge community from my, my TikTok uh, world, my TikTok community and kind of brought them over to Twitch. And it's just basically like a live talk show where we discuss, yeah, a lot of it's, I would say it's mostly NFL content, a lot of women in sports content. Um, and we do, we do a lot of like games. It's very fun and very interactive, a lot of trivia and fun stuff. We have watch parties. Um, and, and it's fun. And I, you know, was initially very interested in Twitch, uh, after last year, um, we were running, I was with my, uh, co-host for Turbo Talk, Robert Turbin, we were running a lot of live events on Twitch and it was so fun, but I realized like, I want to do something that's even more interactive with my community and kind of like make them feel a part of, of my content. And that's what I love about being in the digital world now is I can communicate right there then and there with my audience you know there's no tv between me and the viewer or the listener whatever and i i love that and um so i can like answer questions immediately 
And I just think, and, and again, like live content like that is so raw and so real, you know, if so, but totally like unscripted. And so it's very, very fun. And, um, I'm just totally, totally loving it. And, um, I can't like talk about every little, like everything con because of contract stuff, but, uh, I've been able to kind of like work with Twitch and, and they're, they have kind of like a new sports platform that they're trying to push more, more, um, you know, talk show content, interactive content. And so there's a few of us on there. Um, and it's just been, it's just been so awesome. And like everyone in that group is kind of in the same boat that I am. They came from, you know, uh, radio hosting or whatever like they all had professional journalism careers before this and so it makes me feel less alone and and realize okay yeah this is the future like yeah get on board or you know you're gonna be left behind and so um and honestly like I was initially pushed like I felt like I found the confidence to do it after finding you know a good amount of success on on TikTok and um that's why I've like totally focused my energy on TikTok and, and, and Twitch. And, um, of course I still engage on Instagram, but I just kind of feel like Instagram is dying and it's, you know, it's one of those things, like I'm not ever going to leave on there, but I'm like, screw it. I don't care. And, um, but to the point where I've actually like been like removing followers and like removing, like removing, sometimes you have to now. Yeah. Because it's just the best thing to do. Exactly. I'm like, I'd rather have a smaller community that's more engaged and understands what I'm doing. And it's not like, where are, where have you been? And I'm like, I don't know anything to you, <laughs> but, um, no, but I mean, it's just, yeah, I think it just all comes with being able to go with the flow and, and, um, ride whatever social media wave is next, but also not stressing about like, you know, everyone's like, okay, you gotta do this. Oh, clubhouse, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, okay, you know what? I think clubhouse is great for so many people. And I have actually gone into, you know, I've been interviewed for on certain things on clubhouse and, and it's really great. But we can't all do everything. So yeah. focus on, I mean, not that everyone needs this advice, but I sure needed it. Uh, focus on the things that bring you joy and the things that you're finding success in and like stick with that. Stop trying to spread yourself so thin, even no matter what people are saying. And if, uh, oh, well, I'm on all these platforms, blah, blah, blah. Like, uh-uh. I've realized that I have the most success and I'm the least stressed when I focus on the platform that is bringing me, you know, um, joy and and I feel like you know it's the return on investment is worth it so for me like that's been TikTok and and now Twitch that's kind of going back to uh taking a break too it's the same thing I think using too many platforms might run you dry it's like stick to the one that you're good at that you find passion in and if you're all over the place you're going to lose creativity like we talked about before yeah so any advice that you have for girls wanting to do stuff like you're doing and be in this sports world and be in the position that you're in? What's your advice for girls um, coming into this field? And yeah. Yeah. You know, it's people always say, oh, just just get started. You're never going to feel ready. You know, what? like I hate when people say that because you know what? Bridget in 2016 would have not been ready to do what she's doing now. So if you're not ready, don't, don't force yourself. Yeah. Sometimes like if you're a little afraid to do something, you might need a little boost, but 
if you really don't feel ready, don't do it. You can get experience elsewhere, you know, take jobs. And um, I think like what makes me I mean, I say successful, obviously there are areas where I've been very successful. And then there are some areas where I'm like still figuring it out. But the reason I'm able to accomplish that is because I've had all of these different experiences that have built me into this more well-rounded kind of understanding human being. I've been humbled a lot, you know, and shot down a ton. So I think if, I don't know, like, I think I needed to go through go through some stuff to be able to be an understanding host, to be um, a good researcher, to like all of the little things that go into my, my day-to-day job now, um, I think are skills that I've just built along the way. And so um, it's funny, like whenever I have companies and sponsors that I, I do stories for, sometimes it's hard to explain like, look, I come from a professional background. Here's what I do, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, it's pretty different than, you know, this TikTok creator there, this one there that you're, you know, looking at. And so this is me. This is what I'm doing. And and the reason it works is because most people aren't really doing that because they don't have the same exact experience as me. And you know what? Whatever you choose to do, no one is going to have the same exact experience as you. So no one's going to be able to put out content like you do. But if you're not ready to do it, don't, don't. Because you won't enjoy it. You'll be stressed. You'll feel insecure. And so, I mean, just stop worrying about what everyone else is doing. If you feel behind, you're not behind. Everyone's on their own timeline. I love that advice. Because everybody, I feel like, compares themselves. Mm -hmm. Um, Especially people in the sports world. You look at other people even not in the sports world. And that's that's really hard to compare yourself to other people because we're all on our own path. And um, we kind of just have to understand that. And once you do, you honestly enjoy it more. And you really find your true passions, I think. So thank you for sharing all of those stories and all of that advice. It was really great. And I'm sure my followers are going to be really excited to hear um, everything that you shared with us. Where can we follow you and keep up with everything you're doing? Yeah. um, Well, I mostly changed all my handles to Bridget Case. Some some of them have like a little underscore at the end because, you know, someone stole my name. But but I would say, yeah, on TikTok, Twitch, Instagram, Twitter, it's all Bridget Case. Um, and I'll if link you see one with a little minus sign underscore at the end, then that's probably me. Um, and then my podcast, After Orange Slices, is anywhere you get your podcasts. Season three does come out this summer. So um, if you haven't seen any recent episodes, don't fret. They're coming. Um, but yeah, and so I would just say, I would say TikTok still is my, my you know, favorite place to be right now. So come over there and, um, you know, get... Join the comment section, the peanut gallery. Uh, gosh, <laughs> Everyone's in, my stories. Bridget in this yeah. comment section. I know how that feels. Oh, gosh. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, thank you so much again. It was awesome to have you. And we'll see everyone next time on Women Changing the Game.